Why should we expect Jamal Adams to be healthy? He's never been healthy. If we get 10 games out of Jamal, I mean, that's a bonus, right? You think you're smarter than the NFL, George. The preseason matters for the players. I'm not saying it's a fun product for the consumer, but it's good for the players. That's why we have Jake Bobo. You're listening to the Sports on Tap Seattle podcast. Welcome on into today's episode of the Sports on Tap Seattle podcast. Today is a Seahawks edition right before the season starting, and we're here to quickly introduce ourselves. I'm Sammy on Tap. I'm George on Tap. And you can find us everywhere at Seattle on Tap on all social media. Um, and I'm Sammy on Tap, S A M I on Tap, and George is George on Tap. The way Not you would spell George. Yeah, the way you'd spell George, the regular way. So find us everywhere and, uh, Let's get to rocking. Uh, I'm excited for this season to start. The Seahawks. It is uh, almost time. We are officially, I think, today 12 days away, George, from the Seattle Seahawks season. We are like seven or eight days, eight days away from kickoff next Thursday. But uh, well, if you're this 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 podcast is technically releasing on Thursday, so we're seven days away, and then it's going to be what uh, seven, eight, nine, ten, like eleven days away when this podcast is released. But we're almost there. And uh, one of the greatest news that I could report is that preseason's over. Thank I'm not God. trying to be a I'm not trying to be a preseason hater. That's not that was not my purpose of that comment. My purpose is more like I care about the regular season. Yeah, I mean I'm I can't, I'm not trying. I promise you I'm not trying to be a preseason hater, but I hate the preseason. Like that's just honesty. Yeah. I, <laughs> so me and you've gone back and forth about the preseason a little bit. My thing is it's necessary and I think it's necessary only for business purposes. Now, that sucks because it's not the best for the consumer, right? Like, But they do need to be able to – a guy like Jake Bobo, the sensation of uh, undrafted free agents right now. Already maybe top five Seattle Seahawks names of all time. Yeah, Jake Bobo. It's a great name. And he's a white dude receiver from UCLA with, like, silky hair. Yeah. Of course everyone loves him, right? Like – he ran a four nine nine, like the slowest receiver in the draft. If he didn't have preseason, a guy like that might not make a roster, right? So that's where preseason matters because mm-hmm. you are he is like the Jermaine Curse type of guy. That's like, oh wait, during preseason, like he's actually really good and made plays. Cool. He makes that, it. That's where I disagree though. That like that's yeah, well, right. Then th- you're not smarter than the NFL. So no, they, wait, they wait, did this on. because that is the and well, I know I, you're you're gonna use the college sense. I'm, I already know what you're saying. I know, college, but the people who yeah, are listening to college, this podcast don't know. Okay, I know, but just one second. <laughs> uh, let me get to my point. Like it is a 90 man roster that you have to cut down. That's not how college doesn't work that same way. Where it's a business and you have to cut. You can put some other people places. You bring people on scholarship. NFL is a different business. You have free agents and you have undrafted free agents and you have people that hit the waiver wire. Without preseason, NFL players have talked about this. It doesn't matter what the stars say. The people that are undrafted guys, the people that are free agents, the people that get cut, if it wasn't for these training camps and preseasons and these games where they can showcase themselves, they wouldn't have a chance. Like, it's a known thing. It's not, I, don't, I feel like it's not even an argument. Well, I mean, cool. I mean, I can I can give you my my argument here because you made it for me. There is a reason. There's training camp. 
Do you think that universities don't go through practice and then they decide who's on the team and who's not on the team? People get elevated from the practice squad during the season. They didn't need a play in a game to get elevated in a practice squad. In three preseason games, you can do it in one game. If you, re- if you really want to give me the argument, you can have one game, showcase everyone. They do inter-squad uh, scrimmages. Practice is where the coaches really, really, I think, get to know like which player is which player. I just think it's not necessary. Now, if you want to argue the other side, I totally understand the other argument, but that's just my theory that it's not necessary, but it is a moneymaker for the NFL, and that's why it happens. That's not why it happens, but that's fine. You can believe what you'd like, but it happens because they are evaluating players. If, if they had no players to evaluate, they wouldn't just do useless preseason games. They would do things like the NFL or like college does, like you said, which is, you know, have their useless non-conference games or whatever. But at the end of the day, NFL, like to make it, it's different than college. You don't get cut and then pick another team, George, in college. Like I can't get cut from UCLA tomorrow morning and be like getting signed by Washington tonight. Like that's the difference in the NFL. You actually have opportunities to use your tape. There's that guy on uh, TikTok. It's actually a great topic. Like, mm-hmm. what's his name? Isaiah uh, Isaac Rochelle. Yeah. He talked about it today. He said the most important part of preseason for me right now is I got cut by the Raiders is to be able to send my tape to other teams to see if I get signed. That's so, cool. I, mean, I think couldn't they couldn't they technically uh, do tape on uh, scrimmages? I mean, they sure, could, but right? it's not there, a full game. There are inner squad scrimmages. I, I, that's just my theory. I mean, it's totally cool. Like, I, I, I understand why some people think it matters. I personally don't think it matters. Personally, that's just me. But to each their own. I understand. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not one of those people that believe I'm smarter than the NFL, though. I think they know what they're doing, and there's a reason they have their uh, preseasons, and I think there's a reason that they do it for players. So, at the end of the day, I see it as you got guys like Jake Bobo who he would not have made the team if he didn't have these like really good random preseason games. You think that they can evaluate everything at practice. It's to each his own, but I'm just one of those people that sometimes are going to say the NFL probably knows what they're doing, you know, because I'm not smarter than that. Okay. So if you're not smarter than the NFL, quick question for you, because I I mean, (laughs) just for fun here on the pod, of course, you always tell me that they need to change, for example, international soccer. And nope, then... I don't say that. So I'm going to stop you already. I yeah. think that it's confusing for an American no, to no, understand all the terminants. No, no, not that part. You all said the, the club rules and all the different Even MLS, you things. say that you think that they should get rid of a tie. because. It, so are you smarter than also the MLS? Well, first of all, MLS is an American sport. It's not the same as European football. And so, yes, I think they should... They're following the rules of something that works in a different country, and it doesn't work in the USA. That's why they are the lowest sport in America, correct? The fastest-growing sport in America, but yeah. Okay, okay. but are they the lowest <laughs> sport in America? They're the fastest growing or lowest. You got to start somewhere. So okay, I just feel well, like the lowest. pick or I'm, choose just... which leagues you're smarter than. Okay, yeah. You're so <laughs> cool for that one, George. You that also was told awesome. me the NBA in-season tournament's stupid. Are you smarter than the NBA? I don't say I didn't say it's stupid. I said that they're doing it for money, like and that's that, what the preseason's th- for. No, that, you're the one saying it's stupid. You, I, I love George is the type of guy that wants to use other people's arguments when they don't say it's stupid, but they just give a logical reason, and then you want to say it's stupid and mean that's no, you're right no, and everybody else is wrong. No, no, I'm not saying I'm right. I'm saying that's my opinion. But you said your argument is you're I'm not smarter than the NFL. But then I'm arguing. I agree. The other side. I'm not yeah. smarter than the NBA. 
Okay. I'm I'm smart enough to say I'm not smarter than soccer and the NBA. You're not. You're saying you're smarter than the NFL. No, I'm so just giving my di- opinion. <laughs> okay. All. Well, that was the whole point. Is people like Jake Bobo, people like other NFL players, they use preseason to get on rosters. So okay, I'm saying yeah. that. Congratulations to those that use it to get on rosters. I'm saying that, in my humble opinion, yeah. I don't think I'm smarter than the NFL coaches in the NFL who put this together for those players' opportunities. If they change it one day, that means that it's not useful. But they haven't for a reason. They reduced the game. I think maybe there should not even be three games, but I don't know. Uh, why should I know what it's supposed to be? That's where, uh, like, I don't know. That's where, I, my, where my, yeah, I shouldn't know what it's supposed to be or not supposed to be. So at the end of the day, they use it for a reason. And at the end of the day, we've seen a lot of cool things happen for the Seahawks in preseason. We saw Russell Wilson win a starting job mm-hmm. who ended up winning a Super Bowl. We see guys like Jermaine Curse, like I mentioned, and Jake Bobo now and all these different people. And they give us something to talk about. And that's why we're literally having this conversation is all based on the preseason. So this preseason talk is literally a, a good example of there's something to talk about, I guess. And it's a, it's a good way to get people talking about the sport in some way, shape, or form. And that's what, uh, that's what happens here when we're talking about the sport. Is we're, we, we used Jake Bobo somehow as a conversation to preseason. So the NFL wins. They have another video on uh, YouTube talking about preseason. <laughs> that's true. The, the, the NFL, NFL is a winner the, on this the one. The NFL will always end up winning. You got to remember that. That's the thing. <laughs> they, they always do. Uh, Seahawks have a... A start and what do we say, 10, 11 days at this point? I don't know. Uh, I don't know how to just like handle this anticipation, I guess. Like, I am so ready for a football game. I'm so ready to see where this team is going. I'm so ready to see what Geno Smith's going to be this year. A lot of good rookies, a lot of new talent. I will say <laughs> I'm nervous because Geno Smith, uh, I don't want him to be a one year wonder. I'm not saying he's going to be, but that makes me nervous. And uh, a lot of young talent on this team, so you never know how that goes. And a lot of guys that have had injuries in the past. The Jamal Adams of the world, when Jordan Brooks gets back, he's coming off an injury. Um, Jackson Smith and Jigba's coming off an early injury. So I'm just a little nervous, but extremely excited at the same time. Uh, Two things. Uh, I agree with you. I'm very, very excited. I'm actually more excited than nervous uh, this year. And you know me. I've been very, very... uh honest with my feelings about Seahawks teams in the past. I hated the team two years ago. I actually absolutely despised that team uh, with Russell Wilson at quarterback. And I've been very public about that. But last year, I loved the team. And this year, I love the team even more. Could you believe, Sammy, before going into this season that we were going to actually, like most NFL rankings, have Geno Smith as a higher quarterback than Russell Wilson? If I told you that before last season, wouldn't that be freaking the craziest thing you'd ever hear? Uh yeah, I mean, it, you would never expect that, right? And it, it and it's 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 amazing. And then my second thing is this theory I always throw out there about like cities, right? Mariners made the playoffs last year. Seahawks make the playoffs last year. The Mariners are the hottest team in baseball right now. Seahawks are coming into the season. I actually think this team is going to be one of the best teams in the NFC, and I think we're going to actually have a chance and be competing to go to a Super Bowl. Like, I think we're that good. That And the NFC doesn't have that deep of quarterbacks. It's wide open. Um, Geno Smith could end up being the second-best quarterback in the NFC by the end of the year. Other than what, Jalen Hurts? Jalen Hurts, yeah. 
But I mean, in a, in, would you be completely and utterly shocked if Geno Smith had a better year than Jalen Hurts? I'd be surprised. I'd be really surprised. But I'm saying, would you I be mean, utterly shocked if he had a better year? No, I mean he didn't. He didn't have much worse of a year last exactly. year. Exactly. I mean, I think the one thing is Jalen Hurts is like youth in his legs, right? Kind of help. Um, I don't know. I think Geno Smith has a chance to be like the second or third best quarterback in the NFC. Also has a chance to like, if he if his play is not the same, he's you know he wouldn't be as good as Kirk Cousins right. or Dak Prescott or Jared Goff or Matt Stafford. But if he is as good as he was last year, he might be better than all those guys. So it's kind of right. a tricky situation where I think after somebody like Jalen Hurts. There's like from two to seven, a bunch of guys that are very similar or very like, I would say close in ranking. <laughs> um, so it, it's going to make a huge difference, actually, what Geno Smith does in that sense, right? Like mm -hmm. his ability to go from either the seventh best quarterback in the NFC or the second talks, it pr puts the Seahawks in a place where they're either, you know, a wild card team or like a team that might be playing for the NFC championship. Right. Right. No, absolutely. So it's exciting, but nerve wracking at the same time. Cause like we putting our chips on the table with Geno Smith, but if he plays like he did last year, this team should be only better. Right. I mean, it should be, you have more weapons. You have your offensive line is more, uh, seasoned, uh, and probably better too. The defense is better. I mean, there's no reason, as long as Geno Smith plays at the same level he did last year, or as you said, better, um, we should be a better football team. Yeah. <sighs> it's nerve-wracking, though. There's also injuries. There's also there's so many things to look out for. We have to watch for, uh, like, if Jamal Adams can't stay healthy, it's going to be a big hit to our defense. If... I mean, here uh, the way I look at the Jamal Adams thing is if Jamal Adams is healthy, it's a bonus to our defense. Like, there, I have enough evidence now that I really i am rooting, like, heck for him to be healthy, but I have enough evidence that he's not going to be healthy. Well, you know what I mean? Like he's never been healthy. Like why? Why this year? Like like that would be a bonus. Because at some point, like you gotta like just not get hurt every year. <laughs> well, when he doesn't get hurt, then I'll say yeah that he didn't get hurt. But until then, like I, if he plays ten games this year, I, I'll be very pleasantly like pleased. Yeah, I mean, we got depth on purpose, I guess. Yeah, we have uh, to, unfortunately. He's so good. He's so talented. Yeah, but we got, like I said, we have depth on purpose. There's a reason we went ahead and got Julian Love. Right. Um, maybe there's a reason that they've moved Kobe Bryant to working on safety a little bit mm -hmm. um, because we had a situation where the Seahawks need depth um, at the linebacking position. It's going to be interesting, too, because Jordan Brooks is coming back off injury. But you brought back Bobby Wagner. I think there's just a lot of there's a lot of moving parts on the Seahawks defense, which because, you know, we talk about the offense. The offense is a lot on Geno Smith. Exactly. Uh, they have Jackson Smith and Jigba as a you know new option this year with two already great receivers. And you have, of course, a running back in Kenneth Walker, and then you, you've built running back depth with Charbonnet and McIntosh and all these things, and the line's only getting better. So, like, I think the offense, we know it's – it's if Geno plays up to his standard that he played last year, offense is good. The defense is where, you know, we struggled yeah. more than 
It, like I mean, like there's that game against like Detroit where we put we gave up like 45 points. We still won. Well, it I seems think, like though. it seems like everyone does now against Detroit. Well, that offense is pretty nasty. Yeah, <laughs> but late, later in the year when we looked with the, when that happened early in the year last year, you look at back and you're like, damn, we gave up how many points to Detroit? But by the end of the year, Detroit was playing so good, and thanks to them, we made the playoffs too. So like we can thank Detroit. Yeah, but they were not putting up 25 against most people. They were putting up like. They weren't putting up forty five. They're no, putting up like no. thirty on yeah. most teams. Like, uh, not not forty five to fifty every game. Right. So our defense was a problem, and our no, defense it was, was a problem. Yeah. We only had you know we had some injuries of course here and there, but now like if you can sure up, we have a lot of depth at corner, which which we're working on too with some youth, and at safety and at linebacker, and the the line should be better with bringing back Jaron Reed and Draymond Jones. They're trying everything to like sure it up. I don't think our defense is going to be what carries us, but I think I'm at least excited. And I think you can agree with this. This might be the first time in a while that our defense um, can really like be t- take a stepping stone at least, right? Like I think yeah. we've been a lot. It's it's gotten worse throughout the years since the like really good era. It's kind of gotten worse every year. Um, this is the first year I feel like. There's enough enough talent where we can say, "Hey, this team might take a, or this defense might take the, a step up." And if they take a step up with the offense staying the same, or take a step up, you you go from a nine and eight team to a eleven and six, maybe, and that that yeah. changes everything. Yeah, and that's where my expectations are: is eleven and six. I think the defense with our coaching staff and Pete Carroll and you know how good he's been in his career at building defenses, I think we're going to be at least a viable defense this year in the NFL. Yeah, that's what I mean by the stepping stone too. Is yeah, they, they're, they're going to go from being a bad defense technically to at least like at least oh, an look, average defense. Yeah. And, and if the pass defense should be really good, but if you can't get you know pass rush, then you technically. In the past, that's why the past. Yeah, I mean, so. we've had good corners and safeties the last couple of years, but the, there's no pressure on the quarterback. So right, that's so. why I have Draymond Jones coming in and having uh, Jaron Reed come back, and then guys like Derek Hall looked good in, in preseason, and maybe Mike Morris will come in this year. And like you know, you never know who can who can step up. If anybody steps up, we're talking about a situation where the Seahawks defense, like you said, goes from being a problem to if they're just average. Like I like I like I was saying, if they're average and the offense does the same thing, we're taking a step up. Even at least one more win than last year, two more wins. Now you're talking about way being way more of a competitor at, exactly. at ten and seven or eleven and six. You're much more of a person competing for a Super Bowl than the nine and eight team last year, which I'm not complaining about because it was definitely a it was definitely a pleasant year, uh, so exactly. to say. But at the end of the day, let's just start off the season right. That's where that that's where that's what matters the most. <laughs> exactly. Can't wait for the season to start. Yeah. Don't lose games in the beginning of the year. Beat the Rams week one. Let's start there. Yep. Uh, we'll have a podcast next week. Seattle. Uh, right. Sometime right before the Thursday night or around Thursday night or even earlier. We don't know, but it'll be before the next the first Seahawks game of the season. So stay tuned next week uh, for a Seahawks podcast previewing what's to come for the season and the, our first game, which is exciting. So stay tuned. And uh, this is the Sports on Tap Seattle podcast. You know what we like to say, George? Hey, y'all. Thanks for stopping by. Thanks. <laughs>